1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by our new sponsor, Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. Make sure you go and have a look at their Instagram, Facebook. Go and check out Tony and the team. They'll lead you in the right direction. Speaking of leading me in the right direction... He's made a comeback. He's in front. Timmy Williams, our new leader on beers and break events, kills me. Oh, I tell you what, mate. It's, it's been a grind this
0: season. There's been weeks where I've woken up and gone, do I have to go in today to this podcast and cop the guru shit? And I, uh, that's what, You get that a little bit. When you play the long game in Supercoach, you generally do come from behind. You don't start too well. I don't think I've started well in two batch for a number of years. And finally, orders restored. You're in the rear vision, rear, uh, rear vision mirror. And I've got my sight sets on top spot,
1: mate. Now, for those that are playing at home... Uh, we are directly next to each other in the ranks. (laughs) I am 108. Tim's 107. 144,000 and the rest playing this game. Mm. And we are the spots directly. There is a grand total of two points between us. Last week, there was 338. You managed to wrangle it back in. And I I, got to tell you, I was sitting there and when Sevo was on about four after Mm. 25 minutes, I was going, how good is this? I'm going to cruise in over him here.
0: Yeah, mate. Look, I was at the uh, the Sharky Storm game Thursday night out at Shark Park and I had Anderson get me about 14 points. Everything could go wrong. Went off just after halftime. I had Brandon Smith, Sinbin. I had Fafita who incredibly started the game, played decent minutes, also got Sinbin late. And I just thought, oh, Pappenhausen was my VC. Things mm-hmm. weren't going well. As soon as that game was out of the way – mate Cody Walker went nuts Tony Staggs went nuts Sevo went nuts and I was just like the guru I'm coming mate <laughs> I,
1: was, I was trying to tell Maddie before who who went good for you and I couldn't Tony Staggs was the one I forgot yeah. that was, I, he saved my sorry ass in my draft competitions so I was okay with that Sevo was the hard one to watch for me yeah. as a non-owner I was so, that 30 minute. I was so confident then he just exploded yeah and it's yeah. Two, two
0: of my big trade-ins this week big pods were Sevo and Sean Lane and I caught that Sean Lane no-try disaster, so I was a bit of justice getting Sevo uh, come good.
1: It definitely should have been a try. Eh? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I felt for you on that one. Uh, we'll have a look at the... So I, I scored 527 last week. Uh, Timmy with 867. Maddie's preparing for the next show. Have you got your score from the week? Uh, for some
0: reason, the Supercoach website doesn't seem to be working for me at the moment, Which is Bastards. probably which is probably a good thing because I didn't... Like, I just saw... I knew it was the buy round. I was just like, I, I haven't prepared for this. I'm just going to close my eyes and wait till round 18.
1: <laughs> Fair out. No, I back you.
0: Matty's going to be that bloke that sneaks into his head head final in the top <laughs> eight with just
1: maximum trades, five trade boosts, and just wipes the floor. Oh, I hope so. Be unreal. Uh, when we have a look at the beers and break-evens group, uh, we have got 20 in the top 100, uh, and we're sitting 106 and 108, so... Top shelf pedigree, group's mm-hmm. doing unreal. Let's go, Brandon. He is third overall in Supercoach, first in our group. I think he's, is he leading your playbook group as well? He's on top, yep. yep. Flying. He's doing well. Well done to Rob. He reached out to me during the week. Alex, the bearded, ble- Jesus Christ. I'm having another little season of myself. The bearded clams. <laughs> Alex, uh, 11th overall, second in our group. Jacob, he's 14th overall, third in our group. Uh, Then we've got Sam Porchlights, 17th overall, and Mitchell, who's 19th overall, top five in our group. Uh, $2,000 up for grabs in that competition, obviously, in that group. Uh, That's all closed off now, though, has been for a couple of weeks, but all those guys in the running for 2,000 there, and uh, I think we are too, just quietly. I still think we can wrangle it back in. I think it's 600 points to first, which means probably 500 points to Rob. It can be done. It can definitely be done, mate. And
0: people really stress about... I know we're running out of time a little bit, but well, there's eight rounds to go. There's two months of
1: footy left. There's, yeah. We've
0: already seen last weekend COVID have an impact on the game, which looks like there may potentially be another bit of a wave coming. Hopefully not, but... The carnage that could do to teams that aren't sort of set up well enough depth-wise with a few trades in hand. Uh, Injuries. We've seen Ivan Cleary rest all his Penrith players this week. So what's not to say that he won't do it again in round 24 or 25? Uh, Things can change so quickly. So I know the people out in front, the top couple, have got a bit of a gap, but things can go wrong very quickly. So I still have a bit of hope.
1: Well, it is really interesting. I mean, I think the gap between one and three, talking off the dome, it's like 150 points or something. Crazy is pretty impressive. Uh, let's get into teamless Tuesday. Dropped yesterday. A little bit happening here. We've got the Cowboys and the Sharkies Friday night. No Thursday night footy this week. Cowboys, Shark, 6 p.m. Uh, a few of the Queensland boys out here. Nanai, Toolangi, Val Holmes. Uh, the good thing is that Scott Drinkwater with Val Holmes out, he will goal kick. Uh, he becomes a VC option for this game, in my opinion. He does. And Scott is
0: a bloke that I've got on my radar a little bit later on. And uh, particularly on his goal-kicking. I know that goal-kicking is not long-term for when Val comes back, but I've got Cody Walker as my only sort of potential weak link in my halves and fullback, sort of with a few jewels there. So Scotty in the form he's in, the way the Cowboys are playing this year, I'm pretty tempted by him, but Cody's hopefully turned a bit of a corner. He looked awesome on the weekend, um, albeit in a bit of a depleted game there. So I'm eyeing off maybe a Walker to Scotty Drinkwater trade in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'll give Walker a chance against the Doggies this week. They've been good with the trail back, so we'll, we'll
1: suss it out. Uh, Britton Nakora out of this one with a one-game suspension. Nico Hines, he returns as well. The problem with VCing drinky is that you'll miss out on Hines, obviously. So it is going to take a bit of balls. Mm. But I, I personally <coughs> like it up there at North Queensland. Siffer on the extended bench. Uh, that will be dependent on how many minutes he plays later tonight in State of Origin. I probably think he'll be rested. Connor Tracy does a job every single week.
0: It's Yeah, the fact that it's in... I was going to say the fact that it's in town, so doesn't help, but they are in Brisbane already, so yep. they're about a quarter of the way there. Um, look, barring injuries, I'm expecting Siffer to maybe only play a 15-, 20-minute role, in which case, Sharks playing for a top-four spot. I think there's every chance he plays this game. If it's anything more than, say, 20 minutes, they'll probably just say, look, we've got Connor Tracy there, no dramas, but uh, fingers crossed for, C for owners. I wouldn't be surprised if just with the
1: really short turnaround of two days, 6 p.m., if they just go, let's just keep Tracy there. Yeah. But we'll see how it plays out. could go either way. Eels Warriors, Friday night, 7.55. Uh, Junior Bolo has been named. I'm probably not expecting him to play this game. I, I'd, I'd be shocked if Brad Arthur forces him to play. Uh, for the Warriors, Tohu's at prop. Jazz at 13. Aiken returns in the second row. It looks like Aiken will probably stay in the second row now. I sold him a few weeks ago. Uh... A little bit disappointing on my front.
0: Yeah, look, I think people who did hold Aitken would be happy enough, but I also see him probably as a 60-point average on the run home. And with our CT dubs so stacked, back rows with like a pretty stacked position as well, a few jewels to swing around there. I just, i do not 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 sure there's the upside over blokes like Totos, Joey mm. Marnes, Ruben Gax, that I'd consider really playing him each week anyway.
1: Um, so I think he would have in the chopping block, regardless. I will say this too. I was having. have obviously got uh, Volkman in my draft team. Fucking <laughs> shock me. Um, and I was having a look through their draw. They have got some tough games. I've uh, obviously got Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne, South Sydney. Then they've got the Cowboys and the Panthers as Ooh. well. So yeah. uh, they, they are the sort of games that I think Aiken will be a reasonably safe fifty-five to sixty-five. Yeah. But it, it will be tough for him to get those uh, higher attacking ceilings. Uh, Saturday games, Roosters, Dragons, 3pm. The Origin boys have been named for the Chooks. You'd have to assume that they all back up. I don't think they have a choice at the moment.
0: Yeah, which is fantastic news for Supercoach because yep. there are so many relevant players. Uh, also relevant for me is a non-Joey Manu owner who sold him off a few weeks ago for Brian Toto. Just that Manu at six concerns me. Manu at... Number one terrifies me. Uh, I also own Teddy, who I think can go big in this one. So, uh, I, as you said, I think barring any injuries or decent sort of niggles during Origin
1: 3, I think most of those routes just play back up. The fact that you traded Joe Manu, it helps me get up in the morning. It makes me so happy that hopefully he will stay in that 6 jersey. We do wish Luke Keery all the very best, though. Mm. Uh, Matty Lodge on the extended as well. Now, doesn't really impact us super coach wise but I'm sure... As a guy that owns Teddy like yourself, Lodge coming into this side, he could have a big impact and it could have a domino effect on everyone else.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know they're completely contrasting players. We've seen the effect that Latrell's had on the Bunnies already in the space of two games. So uh, while Lodge isn't going to have the same impact on the Roosters that Latrell has at the Bunnies, if you he can help that go forward at the Roosters, Nate, this sets a better pl- platform for the backs to work off. I mean, Teddy, as you mentioned it, Teddy, Manu, these boys are just going to thrive. So I think good news all around.
1: Yeah, Benny Hunt returns for the Dragons. Thank fuck for them. They desperately missed him last week. Uh, the Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights, 5.30 from Brookie. DCE has been named for the Seagulls. I also think... They've got no choice but to force him to back up, essentially. And then you've got Reuben Garrick, who's also been named, carrying a bit of a niggle. Uh, seemed to struggle through last week, but he's been named as well. For the Knights, all their Origin boys have been named. Brayley starts, who we'll get to very soon, of course. Chris Randall, he's in the 19 jersey. Simi Sasagi in the 14. So Brayley, who we will touch on soon, one to keep an eye on. 7.35 Saturday night, the Titans take on the Brisbane Broncos uh, for the Titans. They've sold the farm. They finally made changes, and oh. it's... A lot of changes that we've been calling for on the Monday pod for 17 weeks. <laughs> so good to see Aaron Booth at Hooker. Very excited to see him go around. Jojo Fafita comes in. Uh, he was he featured in the under-19s the other night. was a little bit quiet in that game, but he's got a heap of talent. And Tanner Boyd, they've picked him in his position. And it looks like he'll have uh, Fafita out there as well, who is starting. So very exciting there. We'll talk about some of those guys soon. Uh, for the Broncos. Corey Oates and Carrigan on the extended. No Cobo or Capewell. Um, Oates Carrigan. I'm expecting to see them. What do you reckon?
0: I think Oates is every chance. I was surprised that Cobo was rested already. Mm. Maybe he is carrying a niggle of some sort. But wingers, particularly on, I mean, it's a three day backup from Origin, so it's not ideal, but do tend to back up. Um, tell you what, Cobo owners would be filthy, wouldn't yeah, they? It'd be a stinger after the Knights wingers put eight tries on the Titans a couple of weeks back. Cobo Orange has been licking their lips for that. So that hurts.
1: Yeah, big sting. Uh, Sunday afternoon, we've got the Tigers taking on the Panthers. Uh, the Tigers, <laughs> I mean, it's a mass change off in this game. Both teams have had a real crack on Teamless Tuesday. Hastings into the third aim, which hurts Joe O. Uh, Pohl, he's on the bench. And Matamua into the 2RF, who uh, obviously got Simbin last week, but he looks to be a really talented kid. I had a look through his New South Wales Cup stats when playing 80 minutes on the edge. Uh, not overly impressive. I think he'll be a 35 to 45 point player. So I probably wouldn't go chasing that trap. Joe O, though, is probably the talking point out of this one. We spoke about him last week. Um, We sort of said that we don't overly trust Joe O long-term. I can't believe I'm sitting here saying the reason that Joe O could be let down is because Jackson Hastings is (laughs) their 13, though. This might be one of the great Tigers moves of all time, right?
0: They're just... Fraught with danger, the old Tigs, aren't they? They're, like, they've, they're clearly showing that this season's a ride off and they're willing to try things to get prepped for the 2023 season, uh, which makes you want to steer clear of any players. As you said, it does produce a little bit of opportunity potentially for a few cheapies, but mm. I think surely we're getting, we're at the point of the season where cash generation is not irrelevant, but not a big factor. Um, but at the same time, we also need to free up cash to make other trades. So, guys like Pohl, who I know is one of the most traded in this week, still looks a pretty good play even off the bench. Matamua, I mean, look if he plays eighty this week and comes out and kills it, kills it, he can be a cash mm. cash grab next week. But yeah,
1: Oof. I just just going off the eye test last week, I can't understand how they're not starting Poll. Yeah, especially after they dropped Stefano, I thought he was pretty solid as well. So oh, I think you'll see changes there. Speaking of changes, uh, the Penrith Panthers. Origin boys, Gonski. Uh, so Cleary, gone. Brian Toto, which is owned by quite a few. I think Toto in being rested makes it really interesting because I think everyone that doesn't have him, they want him.
0: Mm.
1: But a lot of people are trying to bring in Grant and Munster at the same time. Unless you've got to boost up your sleeve for next week, you're going to have to make a move on one of them this week. So I, I, I think I'm, I'm glad that you convinced me on Totto. When you did, that's definitely paid dividends. Yeah,
0: and you you never know what's going to happen. All these restings, um and you see, like people might be looking at doing the double play of say Munster and Grant this week, or getting one of them. Uh, all of a sudden, that's a lot of your cap or any money you've got stored away, chewed up very, very quickly. Uh, there might be an injury or two in the coming weeks to different positions, which might mean that foot tie back again. And again, I think he's you know. Not far off sort of 700k already. If he has another big score in that in a week or two's time. And people might struggle to get him back in. So Mm. that's my hope
1: anyway. Let's move to the Storm taking on the Canberra Raiders. Four o'clock from Amy Park. It should be noted, I think the Melbourne Storm are unveiling the Cameron Smith Grandstand. So they're going to be up for that one. The Melbourne Storm.
0: They are going to be so up for this one. Munster and Grant back in. Uh, Obviously a few outs there, but two losses on the trot. Felice Kofusi back too. Felice Munster who's missing origin coming off COVID so provided he gets the COVID right he's in for a big one Uh, yeah tough week for the Raiders to get the storm
1: Uh, Brendan Smith also out got was it three weeks last night three weeks suspension Uh, you're a cheese owner what are you doing Uh,
0: my plan for like five weeks since getting him in has been not really to play him at all for him to play around 17 score some points for me he did well uh, and then to turn him into Harry Grant so
1: that hasn't changed yep Fair shout. Um, for the Raiders, not much doing here. Great bench, as per usual, for Tapanay, our boy. Yeah. Well, my boy, not your boy. boy. Rookie. Um, <laughs> then we got oh. the Bulldogs taking on the Bunnies Sunday night, 6.15pm. Uh, for the Bulldogs, not much doing. Still no sign of Luke Thompson. A little mm-hmm. win for Maxi King owners once again. I sold him last week. You've still got him, don't you? I've still got
0: him, yeah, just in that.
1: Uh, because I've got Papaliti and Tamalolo in my
0: front rows, guns. Mm. On my bench there, I've got Fafita, Andrew Fafita, that is, uh, and Paul So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm
1: glad you pointed out it was Andrew. Yeah, you had me worried for a second there. Yeah,
0: I've managed to swing uh, Dave Fafita into my front row. <laughs> um, so because of that, I had no quality backup front rower. Yeah. So for that reason, I've got. Maxie King's still in there, dual second row, front row, who, if Papa let your or low though, would would get injured or arrested or whatever, I can swing him in there. Um, that's not to say that I won't trade Max King. He probably will go at some stage. Uh, but while he keeps churning out the num- numbers he is, I'm happy to have him just as a backup there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think I'd pick Max King over the other two, but... Wouldn't shock me if he squares up with them or beats them. Yeah. With his sort of offloading ability, hopefully in the dry again. Uh, For the Bunnies, all the Origin boys have been named. AJ returns on the wing. Cartwright, looks like he's got a spot on that bench as well. I was a little bit worried about this, but it's not a huge impact at the end of the day. It's not a huge impact. Um, Ideally, you don't want him there, but it's not a train wreck.
0: Yeah, like maybe becomes a bit of an A nightmare, but at the same time, Maybe we're shot for numbers come around 24 and there's been injuries and he's starting back row and you've got an extra number. Maybe he's playing 40 minutes off the bench and pumping out 35 points and that becomes invaluable in round 24 or five. So it can work both ways. Yeah.
1: All right, let's get out the crystal ball and have a look at round 18. Our Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week prediction. For me, I'm going to go with DCE at Brookvale Oval. I've currently got Husey as my halfback in Cleary. I think Chez over the next few weeks, he could be anything. I'm going to back him to go 100-plus against Newcastle this week. Who have you got? I initially had James Tedesco, but having spoken about Cam Munster and the
0: Storm side, just coming off two losses in Melbourne, him missing origin, he's going to be so fired up. I know he's potentially carrying a few niggles in that, and I know the Raiders will be – well, they should be pretty well full strength. So it might be a tough one, but Munster is so fixture-proof. He could go nuts in
1: that one. I'm Mate, keeping Munster. Munster locked up in a hotel room. Not drinking yeah. for 10 days. It could be like Hunter Simpson when he lost the plot. That'll be <laughs> unreal. Uh, let, let us know in the comments who's your Blue Wealth hot property player prediction for round 18. Who's the pod that's going to go good? Or maybe the guy that you should be captaining simply because he's going to top the round. Let us know who you think in the comments. Hey, um, no origin, no footy make months <laughs> to go something, something, <laughs> something, something. <laughs> oh, what an episode. Unreal. All right. Hot Topics. Now, blokes to get for the run home, uh, I think, I think we'll start this one off with Munster and Grant. Now, I think is it fair to say you probably have to buy at least one of them this week if you don't own either of them. I think it's becoming more that way because of all the restings and outs this week. So,
0: as I said, most teams be pretty stuck this week where prior to the restings with the full strength squad they be going, "Geez, I have to sit this bloke out on my seventeen or this bloke." Now that players are out, you're going, "All right." De- um, is becoming a little bit of an issue and it would be for a lot of sides, particularly if, say, we lose someone like Sefa or James Tedesco. So on the back of that, if you can get one of Cam Munster or Harry Green there who will be coming in your side anyway, and the fact that Brandon Smith's gone now means Harry Grant has to back up from Origin, basically, mm. off the back of two losses because Melbourne are now all of a sudden playing for a top four spot. Uh, so Grant should play big minutes. Munster, we just spoke about. So yeah, I'd be looking to get at least one of them this week.
1: I'm sort of leaning towards... Getting Munster this week. I know that obviously Brandon Smith is out. Tyron Wishart's still on the bench there. I don't think Grant will play eighty minutes, backing up from Origin. Mm. So I think five I, I, day turnaround. Yeah. So I, I just think Munster scares me more.
0: How many do you see Grant playing
1: tonight? It depends what they do with Dearden. It's hard. It's, it's hard to there. work out. It yeah. I, if I was coaching, I would start Benny Hunt at six. Mm. I'd bring Dearden on in probably the thirtieth minute. And then I would leave Din for the game, which means that I would probably take Harry Grant off at the thirtieth minute, move Ben Hunt to nine for probably twenty twenty five, yeah, so and let Harry 60, Grant 60. run rampant at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so if he's playing yeah, 60, sixty sixty five on the five day turnaround, yeah, he could go eighty, but it'd be a big ask. Particularly if the Raiders don't show up in Melbourne, do and they get out to a bit of a lead,
1: be yep. the first bite they pull. So yep, for sure, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. So you're you'd go months dub before Grant. I am, but but it's hard because I am I think I'm similar to you. I'll be trading Ezra Man. I look at Ezra Man with a small break even, playing the Titans this week. I'm confident he's going to make money. And to be honest with you, I'm reasonably confident Munster's probably going to lose, not a heap of money, but a little bit. Uh, I don't think he's going to go astronomical in this game, mm. but I just can't risk not having him. So it's, ha- it's yeah. a hard one, but I I, th- I think I've just got to make that move now. I mean, it, it, would it shock you if Ezra Mann scores more than Munster this week against the Gold Coast Titans?
0: It wouldn't, no. And... Yeah, so I'm also doing Ezra Miam to Cam Munster. How exciting is it going to be watching Cam Munster as a pod? Yeah. And also, as a bloke who jumped on him a bit later than most earlier on this season, had to suffer through those games. Oof.
1: And this is where it's hard for me because I've got a plan to get Val Holmes next week, who we'll touch on in a minute. But if I wait, I can't wait a week on all three or I have to use my last boost, which I want to save for the end. So one of them I've got to bite the bullet on this week, Mm. Munster or Grant, to be able to get Val in next week. Other guys that we're looking at for the run home, there's probably four names here. Valentine Holmes, Cam Murray, Fafita, Toto. We've both got Toto, thank God. Yeah. That is not something I'd want to deal with. Val Holmes, uh, pretty cheap at the moment, all things consider- considered. I think he's got a 16-point break even. He's been rested this week, thank God. Uh, so <laughs> coming into next week, it actually lines up perfectly. I'll be going cola to Val Holmes, um, unless there's some form of train wreck this week. I can't see any reason why I wouldn't make that move next week. Are you looking at val as well he's a close monitor i'm yeah. not so
0: my my ct dub's pretty stacked i've got Mully talo Taylor may stags sevo toto talakai and anderson and then i've also got isaac tungo in my back row who i can flip for talakai yeah so outside of anderson i i don't not want to get rid of people like I, i'd happily get rid of say potentially Sevo after this Warriors matchup, uh, potentially Stags after this Titans matchup to make way for him. But as it stands, I can get four pretty gun CT dubs each week, at least with upside. So there are a few I've got my eye on. Val's one of them, but I won't be looking to make any sort of rash decisions on, on another CT dub at this stage. Like the one that I would, and I don't think it'll happen, but could come in as soon as this week is Joey Manu, who you mentioned before. Uh, and he's pretty highly owned, so I'm sort of looking for a few more pods. But I've got mm. a few pods in my side now to differentiate myself a little bit. But, like, if Joey Manu... If Teddy doesn't back up from Origin, which we think he will, but any sort of niggle, three-day turnaround, Manu plays full-back, that terrifies me against the Dragons. Yeah. Like, he turns up as yeah. soon as that because he'll have about 68
1: runs. Yeah. And I, mate, I I personally don't think Manu will be that far off turning up at five, eight. Exactly. So... Realistically. And, and
0: we don't know... We know is back at training. We... It's a concussion. Like, we don't know how long he'll be out for. So at 5'8", he's just going to get so many touches. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Manu comes in. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I also think with Val Holmes, his run home, like, they've got – he's not going to play this week against the Sharks, obviously, but then he's got Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs, Chooks, Warriors, and then he finishes with South Sydney and the Cowboys like, uh, and the Penrith Panthers. It's a pretty good run with a couple of home games smacked into that run there too so Mm. i I, i'm i'm set on val i'm bringing him in next week i know which direction i'm going in the other name we're going to talk about for feeder back starting this week uh i've obviously got i've got 10 trades left so that's my advantage at the moment Mm. and my plan was to sort of hold them for the very back end i'm sort of thinking i might splash four in the next two weeks i think i'm going to bring in for feeder this week (laughs) i think i'm going to trade talakai who's not playing or who i don't think he might play this week And I think that as much as I've been uh, leading the bandwagon of do not sell Sivitalakai, I know he's got the upside. I know he's got the ceiling. But if he does what he's done the last few weeks, which hasn't been bad football either, that's the thing. It's not like he's been playing poorly. He's been playing well and not really excelling. I'm going to be kicking myself. And I just think Fafita could be a great pod this week and I don't think people have as many trades as I do so I don't think many people are going to be able to bring in Fafita so that's the sort of move I'm thinking of running with what are your thoughts on Fafita?
0: I'm really keen on him probably not this week so he's got the tough match up against the Broncos who Mm. I know they'll probably have a few they've already got a few origin outs but it's still a good side does it concern you that he's only one game back from injury, played 54 minutes in that game, which is encouraging. So should be getting, you know, minimum that in this one. Uh, he did have the buy round to get come good as well. But two games in the last, what, two, and a, two, two and a half or so months. I mean, you can speculate about injuries and that mm. may never happen. So I get that. But you didn't want to see him for one more game? Or? Uh,
1: I, just, I just think I have to, <laughs> and as much as we said at the start, you know, we can, we can pull in 600 points. I just think I've, I've got to try and make a move yeah. here. That, that's my thinking. And, you know, yeah, he played 54 minutes. He scored 49. Yeah. And I mean, he's had a bye. He's had two weeks to prep. I, If he's not fit now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how much an extra game is going to be, change yeah. the landscape that much.
0: And to, to state the obvious, he's got the ceiling of pretty well no other forward. So um, by doing that and allowing you other backs who also have ceilings, but we know he can go 150-odd. So... He could easily come out this week and
1: score a double and sell yeah. one up and score 150 and just go, I'm a genius. I, I like that the Titans have <clears throat> just given it a shake up too. Yeah. I just I, I really like Tanner Boyd in the halves. I think he can utilize Fafita a, a lot more. He can't get any better. less ball, can he? Sure. You'd fucking hope not. Good <laughs> God, you would hope not. So I'm right now I've got Fafita in my team. Whether I go through with it or not, we'll see, but I'm pretty sure um, that I will. Uh, Cam Murray and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit later in a bit more detail. Uh, should we get into some questions? Oh, no, actually, let's, let's talk DeRoussey's stats, mate, because uh, yep. he's got a bit of a gold mine this week. What do you got for me?
0: So, the great man adds has uh, flicked through his, <clears throat> his article a little bit earlier for this week, which is good. So, we've got the stats for the podcast. I'll just run through a really couple of quick ones because I haven't had a, a good chance to go through, but there's some gold, as always. He says, so quick, uh, I don't know, it explains itself. Latrell Mitchell, now owned by over 50% of the top 100 ranked super coaches. Wow. (laughs) Conversely, James Tedesco, now a genuine pod for those who held at 10% of the top 100, 17% of the top 10,000. So, insane. That straight up, the amount of people that sold it. And uh, I suppose it makes sense in that the top 100 in particular, because a lot would have flipped Teddy to Luttrell, who banked that 100 odd last week. Uh, The second row forward is the other interesting position. So, Sean Lane owned by seven percent of teams overall, but forty percent of the top one hundred. So, Pod, but amongst the top ranked teams, mm. not so much. People flock to him. Fourteen uh, percent in the top one hundred still have Ryan Madison. In a week where people are pretty scarce on numbers, it's pretty intense. Fourteen percent of the top one hundred still have Reuben Cotter. That is super patience for a bloke who could come back and play limited minutes. Yeah. <coughs> um, What's Fafita up? I think he's at zero, isn't he? For Fida, yeah, should be very, very, very close to to zero for him. So, yeah, 0%. 1% of the top 1,000, which then drops back to 0% of the top 5,000. So, there's an absolute bugger all amount that I don't hear. Hooker's probably an interesting one. What have we got here? Harry Grant, 42% of the top 100 held on to him. That's concerning. Um, It's very concerning. 53% of the top 10,000, so fair few.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: 25% of the top 10,000. So, so that's like
1: 60% <laughs> of people that either have Cotter or Grant in the top. Mm, nuts. Wow.
0: So you'd imagine a lot of people would be flipping chorus out of Grant this week. Yeah. Seems pretty straightforward. Or so then Cheese is also 36% of the top 100, 30% of the top 10,000. So...
1: Smith or Corriss out of Grant will be very popular this week, which makes him scary. Yeah, very scary. Uh, All right, let's get to some questions. The first one comes from Harper Williamson. Trade Stags. Um, I don't have him. You do. He was your poster boy on the weekend. He was unreal in that performance. Um, good matchup this week. Are you looking to move him after that? <laughs> I, I man, I, I think if you've got Stags, I'd be really tempted to hold him. To be honest with you, unless you move into a Manu. I'd be tempted to hold him. What are you thinking? What a headache, hey? Yeah, mate. Because he. Good matchups, bad matchups. It doesn't fucking matter. Fucking whatever. He's too, he, he is good enough to handle and do a job on anyone.
0: Yeah. Prior to the outs, particularly with the Penrith boys, I was probably going to sit in this week just because, I said, he doesn't score well against um, rubbish teams. And then he would turn up against the Panthers or a Roosters. Turned up against the Roosters and Panthers back to back earlier this season. Backed to out with 37 against the Dogs. The week prior to that double, the two tons, you got 38 against the Warriors. Like, make sense of that.
1: I, I, the only thing I would say to you this week, and I, I would 100% be playing him playing because Cobo's not yeah. there. Yeah, that helps. And I feel like when, when Cobo is there, it's a case of just get him early ball and let him do his thing. Whereas, I've just Pierre put himself in some good positions the other day and just yeah. didn't get the ball at the, yeah. right, at the right moments. I, that's why I like Stags this week. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, but uh, definitely hold this week, play this week. And then after that, they run home... Pretty well. Soft game, hard game, soft game, hard game the whole way home. So in terms of a matchup based player, he's a fine hold if you're scarce on trades. If you can turn him into a Joey Marner or something, say next week, then so be it.
1: Yeah. All right, our next one comes from Cooper. He says with a ninety six break even for Harry Grant, should I wait a week? I am waiting a week on Harry Grant. The ninety six break even helps. Uh what do you reckon? Yeah, just you can wait a week on him, but don't make it because of the break-even. Like, money cannot be that big an issue this late on. Um, I'll tell you what, with my situation, I'm <clears throat> I'm scraping him by a couple of bucks here All or there. Right. I should be okay. I'm pretty confident I'll be okay. Of course you are, mate. Kissed on the ass this season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if it was me, I'd Christ.
1: have a $100 out. Yeah, right. It's good to see Mike Acevo come out of the car park to score two tries <laughs> for you. Uh, our next one, it comes from uh, Mefam Tim Selmatto. I don't have Maddo. I don't think you have Maddo either. Um, another one that we got a little bit lucky with, I think, how it's all played out. Uh, well, we did in the back half of the season. I
0: started the year with him and he did his hammy. Um, mm. so speaking have you that, mentioned that before? Uh, could be the first time. Proceed. We'll, what are we, we doing? We we'll we'll sell Maddo or not? <laughs> uh, I'm hesitant, but I'd say probably not. Only because we know how good he is mm. when he comes back. And the other thing... To my knowledge via NRL Physio, obviously, where all my medical knowledge comes from, is that it's a rib cartilage issue and it's real pain tolerance as opposed to aggravation. So when he does come back, hopefully he comes back into his regular minutes, there's minimal chance of getting hurt again or flaring up that injury. So based on that, particularly with a lot of people selling off, you'd love to
1: have him for the run home. Mm. What would you do? I don't know. I've, I, to be honest with you, <laughs> as I said a couple of weeks ago, I sort of decided that I was never going to get Matto. Mm. And I think that'll sort of be the yeah. avenue I go down. Uh, I, without looking at him really closely, I would be, if I had Matto, I'd be trying to move him to Fafita this week. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a good trade. That
0: would be my play. It's like when people have... I have known Payne House season and there's just been questions, questions, questions what to do with him. It's one that I've just like tried not to register in my yeah. brain because it's not my he problem. He just doesn't exist. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to deal with him. Yeah,
1: no, I, exi- I, I agree, mate. Uh, next one comes from Zach Logan. Who is more important to get this week, Teddy or Munster? Cracking question this one. It is, and I think you just
0: have to go Munster because Teddy might not back up for Origin. The other thing, like, we know that the Dragons beat them earlier on this season, so the Roosters very well may not get out to a lead. But if they do, and Teddy happens to have not been in and amongst a few of the tries, first one to get spelled again. So I just think Munster, who should be fresh, Teddy, I'd go Munster first.
1: Are you, without getting um, <coughs> doctory for the second time this week, are you worried about Munster coming off COVID and whatnot, or...? Not, not a big enough concern to... If there's anyone that I think can overcome just about fucking anything to put yeah. on a mad dog performance. The money. COVID
0: players seem to be coming back from COVID quite well and, and it obviously hits everyone differently. Mm. So I'm sure if he's not well enough and it has hit him negatively, particularly negatively, he won't play. So I'm happy for that. And the fact that he's missing origin... Like I, I wouldn't get him back this week if he was to play origin and back up because there would be the niggles, there would be uh, fatigue, that sort of things come in. But the fact that he's had the week off, um, I feel a lot better about bringing him in.
1: As strictly a Cam Munster owner and nothing more, mm. you know, just, just looking at his performance against the Canberra, would you rather Queensland win or lose tonight in origin? What's going to piss Cam Munster off more, the fact that they lose and he's not there or the fact they win and he's not fucking there to enjoy it?
0: If Queens, yeah, it's <laughs> an awesome question, but I
1: don't know. Well, what's he's not a drinker lose. anymore,
0: so yeah, true uh, but... Uh, nah, if if loves Queens in lose, he will go mad on Sunday. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I still think it'll if they so win, he'll be
0: fucking yeah. filthy. Yeah,
1: poor bastard. Um, mate, the next one's a really interesting one. Comes from Dylan Earl Turk. Sends a question just about every week. Dill, thank you for your support, mate. Braley is a prod uh, of the Jaden variety. I thought. He looked unreal on the weekend. I was so impressed with his performance. In his first game back, I don't think he's played cup footy. He looked back to his best almost immediately. Service was unreal. Running game was great. Set up a good try try for Mitchie Barnett. I think he's a guy that we can seriously look at over the next few weeks.
0: Mate, no one loves good prod like me. And uh, (laughs) Jayden Braley, (laughs) um, he was good, wasn't he? And I suppose the question here is, well, A, he's ticked his first boxes in terms of looking fantastic on return. Made one scoot there and cut through him and just looked brilliant. Um, another one for the the old physio, he's a busy man. But we know ACL off, coming off ACL injuries, players typically return quite slowly, particularly with supercoach scoring. It's, it was an Achilles injury, wasn't
1: it? I can't even I'm, remember. I'm pretty sure it was. You. So we'll Do your own research that. there.
0: Yeah, um, but I think it was an Achilles injury, in which case... I wonder how the difference is coming back from that as opposed mm. to an ACL. Um, because if it is similar to an ACL and it, it's a slower process, I'd be concerned just purely from history, even though he did pass the eye test. Um, but the other thing, he's only available at hooker. And there are so many good hookers out there between Harry Grant, who's a must-have in my opinion, Damian Cook, who I was thinking, oh, I'd like to get him, but <clears throat> I've got Reese Robinson, Reese Robinson, should I say, and I'm happy to hold him. But then I looked at Damien Cook he's averaging like 74 this season in a bunny side that have been battling and he now gets more go forward off the back of the trail coming back. So I just – I don't think he'll be good enough to, to beat out either of those few. Mm.
1: Might be better than going Reese Robinson. At oh, I was way. waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's have – Gareth Kidd sends in too early for Fafita. We have already spoken about this. I don't think it is i i'm i think I will go in this week the more I talk about him, the more courage I get surrounding it what do you reckon what, what would you what would you say to Gareth here well, particularly with your amount of trades tend to go sweet
0: yeah. i I think if there is any you know concern over his body and any injury aggravation then i'd and I had say maybe sub six or seven trades, then I'd be concerned because you might have to get him out if you get him this week and you roll the dice a little bit and he gets injured. You turn him into Murray or someone next week and it's all right. But for someone with low on trades, they'll battle.
1: Yeah. Uh, just while we're all on this one too, I'll throw it to you. I, I'm, if I trade him for Feta, I'll be trading out either Sifatalkai or Angus. Sif is the one, yeah?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yep. We spoke about Angus last week and he scores prior to the Simbin against Penrith. And they're all like... 65, 70 plus Mm. on a tear. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be safer for me.
1: Next one comes from Big Rodge. He says, DCE, great pod for the run home. I've already said he's my Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the (laughs) Week Uh, for this week. What do you think of DCE? I'm, I've got Husey. I'm happy with Husey. I love him, but I'm looking at that run and DCE and I think he could be really troublesome over the next few weeks. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, like he's not just a pod, he's a super pod because. If you get DCE, it means you're also brushing probably Nico or one of your fullbacks, maybe a Pappy or a Teddy or something, who are all going to be pretty highly owned players. So it's sort of two too wax there in terms of pod status. Uh, Fire and take a brave super coach to, like, to get rid of one of those guys. Um, mm. Like it would nearly have to be Nico, would it? Because you'd run Pappy at fullback, you have Cleary as your starting half. Maybe maybe Nico or your second fullback spot. It could be your second fullback spot. So you could shift Nico. That's down. where I've
1: got Nico at the moment. Yeah, that's where I've got him at the moment. I also think with DCE that mainly aren't going to rest guys. Mm. They can't afford to rest guys, and that means you'll have the DCE Olaquato combo, which could be massive for you. I think I would want to see Ruben Garrick out to see him goal
0: kicking. Okay, because then you're adding, you know, maybe. 15-odd to his score any week. Plus, if they have blowout wins, he could kick seven or eight goals. Um, But, look, if if you're looking to make up some ground, you can't do much better than him, can you? Yeah, I
1: I think it would be a really good pod play. I I wish that I could do it myself. Uh, Brandon Jones says, is Cam Murray worth a buy? I haven't really looked at Cam Murray too much. I'm not convinced he plays huge minutes this week or plays at all. We'll wait and see. Um, he probably has to realistically with our, our senior going. But Cam Murray, you looking at him for the run home? Oh, yeah. yeah. Love a bit of Cam Murray. He'll, uh,
0: he'll be into my side at some stage, I'd imagine. And uh, for the reason you just said, just minutes are possibly a possibly bit of an issue this week. But I'm getting him cheap as well at 580k. So he's averaging 72 for the season. Uh, played 72 minutes against the Eels, but he did get managed a little bit over the origin period. So played... 53 minutes against the Dragons, 46 minutes against the Titans, uh, despite this season averaging 67 minutes. So I think with the Bunnies playing for a top eight spot, potentially sort of top four if they do go on a tear with Latrell back, if they can keep this form up. We're looking at – he's got so much attacking upside. He's such a gun. So, yeah, Cam will be in my side
1: potentially as soon as next week um, at sub 600k. I'm going to hope that he doesn't go berserk over the next few weeks and hopefully I can sort of move pole to him in maybe two, three weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to see how I go with that. I think I'm sort of going to prioritise Fafita over Cam Murray, which is a bit of a punt, but I I just want that pod play. Mm. Try and make some moves up there. Um, Our last question from Massimo. Is Malolo a keeper? I am really struggling with this one. I've got... IPAP, Tamalolo in my front row. I've got Tapene in my two RFs at the moment. So Tamalolo was a guy that, towards the back end, I could let go of to bring Tapene up. And Tamalolo could be my ticket to a Cam Murray a little bit later as well. What do you think on We, I'm really more
0: torn. Than, I'm more than happy with him. So I was going through his scores. <coughs> Outside of his two injury-affected games in round 10 and 11, he hasn't scored under 50 this season. His last four scores leading into a freshen up in the bye week in round 17 were 56 57 89 and 80 he's 89 and 80 his base was 60 and 59 in those games so he's basing 46 for the season but that was with two injury affected games where he played what 31 and 27 minutes so his base is up sort of 50 odd hasn't scored a try this season uh looks like he's had two try assists If it was only, say, available in second row, I'd be going, yeah, there's better options available Mm -hmm. uh, in Murray's for feeders, these sorts of blokes. But at front row, it's pretty solid. So in terms of burning a trade, I assume people and and that fella will be looking at maybe getting Tappany in for him. And, yeah, Tappany on form is probably a bit of an increase, but Tamalolo could also match him Uh, for the sake of a trade. Is Tappany going to be that much better than Tamalolo? I'm
1: not convinced. Reuben Cotter will return. Mm. I think that could hurt him a little bit. In saying that, Jordan McLean's out for, you'd have to assume, a couple of weeks if he's yep. not playing Origin. I also think with Tamallo you mentioned there that Todd Payton did give him the little spell heading into the bye a few weeks ago. What's to say that he doesn't give him a little bit of a spell at the back end of the season? A few less minutes to have him geared up for finals footy. They also go to Penrith, round 25. Mm. Um, I think that'll be a dead rubber game for both clubs. Personally, So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not as glued to Tao Malolo being a keeper moving forward. It'll be interesting to see when Cotter returns how he goes, but I can see myself going to Cam Murray, who I think will definitely play round 25.
0: As I said, if it's in the back row, and let's say you've got IPAP and Tappany in the front row, I should have probably clarified this earlier – and then you've got Tam Lolo in your second row or on your bench in the front row, sweet, sell him off. Mm. But I think a lot of people would be in my situation where they've got him and I, Pap, in the front row. Yep. And I'm more than happy to run with them two until one of them gets injured or loses minutes or anything like that.
1: Yep, fair shout. Mate, captains this week, that's all of our questions done and dusted mm. when we have a look at the draw for this week. We obviously spoke about that. We've got the Friday night game. You've got Nico Hines and Scotty Drinkwater there. Is it fair to say that I think the vast majority of people have a VC on one of those guys?
0: Yeah, I think big chance that'll be happening.
1: Yeah, and yeah. who's your captain option? What, what are you what are you looking at here? My, um, uh, my interests. Look, I up.
0: know he's got a few few injury concerns, old little Pappy, but I just think Pappy is averaging ninety five this year. We touched on it last week, but prior to last week was at five of ten games or something where he'd tunned up uh, in Melbourne, getting plenty of players back, namely Cam Munster, Harry Grant. I find it
1: really hard to go against Pappy. Um, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking Pappy, but if I was a Teddy owner, I'd be half looking at him. Joe Marner is another one that I'm going to consider. I don't think I'm going to have the balls to do it. Uh, but I, I think both of those... I mean, it wouldn't shock me if we get here on next Tuesday, Wednesday, and one of those two has topped the round.
0: Yeah, and Teddy does tempt me, especially now that he's such so lowly owned and so many people obviously traded off, but... I don't know. Pappy's just a different beast. I, he can go so big so easily. Yep. And I'm very confident Melbourne can get up for this. In saying that, the Raiders play that grindy style of footy where it could be a low scorer. Uh, I think earlier on in the season, they play, was it this year or last year? I'm trying to think. And Pappy played against them down in Canberra and only scored 50 odd. 39. There
1: you go. So, look, I think it'd be Pappy. I think those Parramatta boys against the Warriors at Combank Stadium too. It's a oh. pine. But yeah, th- there's options there. If I had, without a doubt, if I
0: had Mitchy Moses, I'd be super tempted.
1: Yeah, and even you know some of the manly boys, you got Garrick and DC against the Knights. There's a there's a couple of interesting ones here. I mean, Latrell and Cody against Canterbury as well. It's not a terrible shout. Fuff, fuff. A, I think this will be a really interesting week, especially if Pappy and Hines go quietly. Yeah, this could be the week that really separates a lot of people as far as captains go. I'm hoping the drinky. Reigns it with the goal kicking. Mate, is there anything else to touch on? No, mate. I think we've covered uh, covered a lot for the week. All the important stuff. You think you're going to
0: hold your lead next week? I'm certain I'll hold my just lead Just a
1: draft player week. coming out here, having a go, taking on one of the biggest classic players the game's ever seen and just, just holding his own, you know? <laughs> Reach out while Disney, I'm ready. Um, make sure you go out this weekend, grab yourself a case of bloke in a bar, best drop in the land and thank you to our new sponsor joining us blue wealth property uh we'll put some details in the caption bio whatever you call them below uh if you to go and have a have a look at their what they do check them out go and talk to tony and the team they'll take care of you good luck this week guys best of luck with your captains and everything and trades and hopefully a couple of injuries for everyone <laughs> be great and i uh, will see you next week cheers legends